You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, smrnation.com. You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen. So today, Pam, on Sexy Marriage Radio, um, mm-hmm. we're going to try to get into the questions that have come in pretty quickly. I mean, sometimes we do some fun banter and... Sure. But we got a lot to cover. Okay, well, let's roll. <laughs> I'm ready. But we do got to let people, mem- the members of the nation, understand and know that if you're new to the Sexy Marriage Radio Nation, which if you're listening to us right now, you're a part of the nation. So welcome. Glad you found us. And the way you can be involved and connect is let us know what's on your mind, what questions you have, topics that you want us to cover. Get you to the front of the line by calling our voicemail, which is 214-702-9565. Or you can email us. Record your your message and email it to us uh, at feedback at sexymergeradio.com. Mm-hmm. And we also ask the members of the nation to help spread the word. And so jump on iTunes, rate and review, leave a comment, um, share it, subscribe, uh, tell your family members all about it, tell your friends, your neighbors, go on a marching campaign, whatever right, it is that right. helps you. Helps us spread the word that married sex is the hotbed for sex. And then the other piece of business we need to take care of because we just passed Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. And so if you are a member of the nation that's listening and you're like, oh, I missed it. I forgot all about it. You know, I didn't get a gift from my spouse. We've got one for you. I do. And what we're doing is Sexy Marriage Radio Getaway comes up in June every mm-hmm. year. And so this year, June 23rd to the 25th, we're in Indianapolis, Indiana, the downtown Weston Hotel. It's going to be a fabulous four days mm-hmm. together. Technically, it's three, but it spills over into the to the Sunday as is a day for you and your spouse. We are scholarshipping a registration to one member of the nation, and so the way this is going to work. Say, what do they need to do to get their name in the hat? The way this is going to work is you are going to as you listen to this show. You get the opportunity to email us, which is feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. And just in the subject line, put getaway 2022. And then in the bottom or in the main body of the, of the text of the message, mm-hmm. you're going to just write out, we want to go. I want in. That's it. I totally it's a random drawing. I totally blew it. You know, if you want to be forthcoming about how maybe Valentine's wasn't good for you, let us know. I mean, we won't share you that. You don't have to have blown Valentine's. <laughs> Just saying. Well, you could have blown Valentine's. Okay. Hey, sorry. Um, but it is just send us an email, feedback at sexymergeradio.com. And so for the next two weeks, so this that would mean it would be until March 1st. Nope, sorry, March 2nd. Ah, okay. Texas Independence Day. Well, there you go. That That's how we'll celebrate. That. So till March the end 2nd. of the day on March 2nd, which is two weeks from t- the day this show airs, email us, and then your your entry will be put into a random drawing, and that this will cover your registration fee yeah, you to join to us get, at the getaway. You still have to get travel and hotel, but it takes away the registration And if you're fee. one of the many who have already registered... Um, you're still welcome to enter this and maybe still win it and join us. And that way you get the money back if you've already registered and saved your spot, which is a good thing to do because we're filling up and we want people to be there and it's going to be a fabulous four days together. So 
Feedback at sexyimageradio.com, and then you have until March 2nd to enter to win. All right, let's hit some emails. Well, coming up on today's regular free version are, as we've mentioned, we're going to try to get through a couple of different emails and messages that have come in. And then on the extended content today, which is deeper, longer, and there are no ads, you can subscribe at smrnation.com forward slash smracademy. We are going to dive into how do you talk about some of the nuanced conversations that take place in marriage around sex and wants and desires and differences, and what are the ways that we can do this a little bit better? Okay. And, we'll, and we're going to just give you a framework of here's the two different lenses that it seems like people get caught in. Mm-hmm. All that's coming up on today's show. A little while back, we had a relationship that began with um, a, a spot on Instagram, Christians Who Curse Sometimes, where I would get a chance, Pam, to come on board and do some uh, sex Q&As. Mm-hmm. Fun time to just answer questions that come in from his readers. And as his site has grown and grown and grown, um, he brought me back on board for Valentine's, which that's a great opportunity, right? Yeah. It's appropriate timing. So I wrote one um, that a a question came in from a wife that was very desperate because she wanted to know how, how much sex is normal because she's tired of the generic answer of, well, every couple is different. But when you should, but when should you be concerned because it's too little, mm-hmm. right? Because my husband and I have far too little sex and I'm constantly feeling rejected and unwanted. What do we do to get help? So I'm going to read my answer because I had an email that came back to me asking for clarification. Okay. So my answer was, before you overreact, are you really rejected and unwanted? Frustrated? Yes, I can hear that in your question. But the others are actually what come along with married life. My guess is that you feel rejected and unwanted in the sexual aspect of your relationship, but perhaps not the other areas of your marriage. This happens to varying degrees after the chemically induced high of a relationship wears off. Romance and sexual encounters are easier in the beginning, when they're inevit- but they inevitably wane over time and are replaced with the struggles that you're experiencing. So to address the differences and desires between you, first it helps to recognize that there's a higher and lower on everything. One of you wants something more than the other. Each of these points on the continuum are simply different. Neither one's right or wrong, only different. And second, ask yourself if the sex you're having or wanting is really worth wanting. Or, even more pointedly, are you worth having sex with? Being honest about these questions may give you insights into how this dynamic shifted so drastically between you both. And then third, I go on to talk about seek professional help if there's gridlock in this is what I do also. Mm-hmm. I work with people from all over. Right. So the question came to me of, could you clarify this? The, are you worth having sex with sounds very bad, and I'm sure you weren't intending it the way it came out, but I'm sure it was intended, but I'm not sure what was intended in this sentence or this paragraph. Please either omit or rewrite this section because I know people who, would, who have really ha- have a hard time with this, including the letter writer who wrote about feeling rejected by her husband, A response saying that she just might not be worth loving in this way may not be a helpful thing. Thanks. Well, as a phrase that's used once in a while, maybe I'm being harsh here, but put on your big girl panties here. Uh, And I I come at this not from being the professional in this arena. I'm here as the sidekick. I'm here as the spouse. But that's a question I had to ask myself. And maybe she is totally worth 
it, it, it's it's a question that she can say, yes, I'm worth having sex with. And in the way that I'm phrasing this, great. But you have to at least ask yourself some questions. Okay. But recognize this too, Pam, because this is the nuance of our world, right? Of of the English language and the, the self-talk we've got and the meanings we attach to everything. Because at the end of this, she says, the letter writer who wrote the feel about feeling rejected, a response saying that she just might not be worth loving in this way is not a helpful thing. I never said, are you worth loving? No, not at all. I asked, are you worth having sex with? We have sex for a lot of different reasons as humans. And mm-hmm. some of those have absolutely nothing to do with love. Mm-hmm. Depending on your cultural context and your moral compass, there's a lot of times sex is happening and it has nothing to do with love. <laughs> so, so some of it comes down to what's the nuance of what, you're, what you do and the meaning you attach to it. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes sex is just really for having fun. It's pleasure. It's release. Mm-hmm. But sometimes there's a tender loving side to it. There's a profound side to it. There's a spiritual side to it. And getting into the weeds of that, of how that interacts and interrelates in your life matters. And then how that plays out in your marriage matters. And that's what you're touching on is Mm -hmm. this idea of, okay, in my marriage, what role does my sex life play? What role does our sex life play? And am I a great participant in it or not? Because sometimes couples, well, not sometimes, a majority of the time, until couples get a better idea that there's something deeper going on, they don't really show up in sex. Mm. It's just a thing we do. Mm-hmm. And then you leave it feeling empty and not quite sure and disappointed, while the other one's like, man, that met every need I wanted at that moment. And it, at that moment, it might have, but then you look back at it and you realize that was kind of, I mean... That was self. That was self self serving. That was one sided. That was mm-hmm. just goal oriented. Mm-hmm. That wasn't something truly following the connection and meaning something deeper. Mm-hmm. And so I think that this recognizing to, to see that it's a language that goes on, and we have sex up to the level of anxiety we can tolerate. And a lot of times with this subject, there's a lot of anxiety around it, so we don't really show up. Mm-hmm. And so I, I love the flipping it in this way to think of it in terms of, okay, when a person hears this from the best in them, they, they react like you do in the sense of, I got to ask that question of myself. You got to, otherwise you're not really working on it. Well, and I'm holding my partner responsible for my own journey and growth. Right. And that then either leads to, there's a huge divide between us or... It's tyranny, the lowest common denominator. Mm-hmm. And everything crumbles either way those go. Mm-hmm. And so it's just seeing it as, okay, you might feel rejected when you hear some truths. But that doesn't mean it's wrong. Right. So ask the better questions. And that typically draws us out into more. Mm-hmm. And that's the hope with everything we do here at Sexy Marriage yeah. Radio, for sure. Well, I think that's the interesting thing on a lot of this Instagram stuff is that people want to ask a quick question and mm-hmm. they want a quick answer that makes them feel better. Mm-hmm. And if that's not how it works, then 
want an apology or a redaction. Yeah. And I, I mean, you, you've got to dive in deeper into these bigger life scenarios. Instagram is great for how do I get my hair to look good or how do I get my nails to look good? But when you're talking about these deeper relationship things, right. how do you get that answered in a really quick instant <laughs> instant response? So right. let's dive deeper into it. You know, you you can't just get it instantly. Right. Well, and that's maybe it points you in a better direction. And that's the hope that we're trying to do. Because even with what we do with our shows, we can't answer all of them to the depth of like, like I can if I'm working with a couple where you do truly get into the nuances right. as it pertains to them. Because if I say that, I say this phrase to couples even when I'm working with them real time, but I get real time reactions to know I'm on the right track. They're hearing what I'm saying or the, or I'm not. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean I change track, though. Mm-hmm. It means I try to come at it a little softer in the way to still get to the same point. Because mm-hmm. I really believe that's what helps us all be better and see what things can actually become. I am currently listening to the episode 546, and I had a question um, about the if I do this, will you do that? And you had mentioned maybe just try it out because you don't know if maybe you'll like it. And I had a question about, so how do you handle that when um, the person who doesn't want to do the favor or the position or whatever it might be um, tries it out, gives it a whirl, and really don't like it, um, but then the partner continues to bring it up as something that they would like to do? And just curious on how to handle that going forward. Thank you. These are the gridlock things, mm-hmm. right? That mm-hmm. we've we've mentioned in the past uh, with episodes when it comes to uh, one partner wanting something that my par- other partner isn't interested in, or I'm afraid to even bring it up because my history shows, yeah, I don't. Mm-hmm. Because let, let's set the stage because there could be people that are listening to this that are new to Sexy Marriage Radio, and maybe they just found us in the last couple of months because we've had an influx of new listeners. Uh, in 2022, which mm-hmm. welcome, glad you guys have found us. But it's it's recognizing that um, there's an element of married life, or f- well, of sex in married life that is the way Schnarch refers to this is this leftovers. You know, you get to decide whatever it is you don't want to do, and you're not right. comfortable with. I get to decide whatever I don't want to do, and I'm not comfortable with, and we do whatever's left over. Mm-hmm. And so, to venture in beyond that, we're going to hit these areas like she's asking. Of what do you do when my partner wants to do something and I try it out once, which that's a great, uh, great step, I think. Mm-hmm. Of, if it's truly not a uh-uh, absolutely no way, try it out, knowing full well I have free agency at any point to say, no, this isn't going well, I want to stop. And hopefully my partner at least starts to see I did venture out a little further into right. the deep end, if you will, right. of whatever that nuance might be. So it's seeing it as, okay, this is built into a monogamous relationship. This is built into a committed relationship mm-hmm. of preferences, desires, wants. And yet I tried it out once and I'm it just didn't go. So now what do I do? Because my partner, just because I tried it out, my partner's like, oh, oh, cool. That's no problem then, right? Because there's something deeper going on, and that's why they wanted to do it or still want to do it. Right. So how do you deal with the gridlock that ensues of, yeah, but he's not letting it go, or she's not letting it go? Right, right. 
I think then you start looking at it through this lens of if it's not a moral issue, it's just what brings about relief and comfort. Because relief and comfort has a flip side to it. Of it adds joy and pleasure and enticement and titillation and excitement. So sometimes we seek out some of these different things that are a little more taboo, if you will, or a little more pushing of the spouse's envelope because it's enticing and it's enjoyable. And I like I like the living out there on the edge a little are you, bit. Are you saying the comfortable things provide that? No, I'm saying that you can flip it. Okay, because sometimes we'll say no to something that I don't want to do because it's just uncomfortable. Yes. But sometimes a person wants to do these things because they get the joy out of it, which that's comfortable to them. They like living out on the edge a little more. They like testing these things out a little more. The adventure we have, okay, I'm going to quick. I, I think you're throwing the word comfortable in there and it's throwing me off. It's comfortable to them to get the excitement. And those two things to me are it's oh, the opposite. Those are the antithesis of each other. Yeah, so I, I, I stay over here and only do these things because that's comfortable to me. Okay. And it doesn't raise my anxiety level. But are you saying then, but I want some excitement. I want some. So I'm putting these things as one in the same. Okay. Right. Because anxiety is an energy. It's just what, it, it's just something that's, it's an emotion. It's a, it's a bodily process. Anxiousness about, yes. It's an energy. And that can either be, I'm afraid of this. Or I'm excited about this. Mm-hmm. There's not much different. There's actually some of the stuff I've been listening to has been some fascinating research mm-hmm. on whenever you got to do something like sh- this was done on college campus where teachers got students to c- go up and have to do a speech, yeah, which is the number one fear uh, still in, across the world most of the, most of the time. And they would ask people to uh, what's your self talk. One of them would be one group would have to be I'm afraid. I just mm-hmm. need to calm down. Right, and the other would be I'm excited about this, and the and the groups that did I'm excited about this stayed on stage longer and had it were scored better, mm-hmm. because the the emotion was the same, mm-hmm. but the label I give it matters. Mm-hmm. It happens in sex too. Okay, I want to test stuff out, and sometimes one's partner they love that. That's what they want to do. That's who they are. That adds a vibrancy to their life. So. They're going to push it. Mm -hmm. That's what they want. They don't just give up on it. Mm -hmm. Question becomes, how well do they hold on to themselves, whether or not they get it? The same thing is happening with the wife in this regard, when she's saying, I tried it out. I'm just not interested. It just didn't fulfilling or it wasn't as comfortable or she -hmm. has just as much right to her stance as they do. Mm -hmm. So that's the gridlock. Right. Okay. So then it starts to get into how do you look at this through the lens of where is there a potential for both of our growth? We are talking about this in deeper context in the extended content quick tease. I'm gonna okay. right. So I'm not gonna give too much away of where we're heading with that. But how do you how do you face this? Is this is how you face gridlock, where it's not about getting your spouse to go according to your wants. It's asking yourself the better questions of what is it that made it uncomfortable? What is it that made it to where I don't want to do it? At the same time, your partner going, what is it that it makes it to where I really still want to do this? Because there's okay. nuances in there. And sometimes I've put a meaning on it 
that's not as accurate as maybe it needs to be. Right? Okay. Because I think it'll be fulfilling. I think it'll be something I'm interested in. Okay? And I'm kind of leaving. I'm, I'm like, pull I'm, this out. Help this, help this emailer right here. Okay. So I want to try, Tell me, help me kind of stay on track with this. Because what I want to try to do to help kind of bring all this to a close is bring in another email. Okay. That's similar. Okay. But a little more specific within context. Okay. Okay. So this is an email that came in from a husband that says, I recently approached my wife about the possibility of using a prostate massager during mutual masturbation experiences. She wasn't completely on board with the idea. She's okay with the mutual masturbation part, but it's the prostate massager that she's struggling with. Or I could even read a little disgust in her when I approached her about it. I have a hard time with this as how does that really impact her in a negative way? So why shouldn't she be okay with it? I get the taboo around anal play, but I'm not asking her to insert it or to do anything with it. This is for me. So gridlock arises. Okay. This is in the same vein. Sure. Of it's pushing an envelope. And in this one, it's not even her having to participate functionally with it, but it is something she knows is going on. And it is something that she's even asked to be around and watch or be involved in. Well, that's just it. It where this is where that uh, I'm a little dismayed when you say it doesn't even involve her. I'm not asking her to do it, but you're wanting to do it during mutual masturbation. So it does involve her. Yeah. So if I'm, if I'm someone who doesn't like to watch scary movies, but you're saying here, we're going to watch scary movies. Well, or I'm going to turn it on while you're sitting there reading a book as if, it, if, as if it's not impacting I still you. have sensory, Im- sensory functions <laughs> right. that are impacted by right. this. And if, if a scary movie is not what I want to see, I, I, then I'm getting something. I'm intaking something that I don't want to intake. Right. So here's the questions you got to ask yourself. Because this is, I think, tell me, this is where I want to try to land it for both of the, the callers, the caller and the, the emailer. Yeah. So when you're talking about some of the different things that go on, there's two sides to this. One is what's your spouse's side to it? Can you understand it? Can you see it? Can you acknowledge it? Mm-hmm. Right. Because they have, they have right to their stance, whether you agree or it's even counter to what you want or not. Okay. They have complete right to it because it's theirs. It, do you feel like it's mandatory is the wrong word, but really important to understand their meaning behind it? No, I don't think you have to understand the meaning associated with it because I don't think that makes a problem go away. Okay. Right? Because there's... But you ask the question, do you understand? Why do they need to understand? Do you see where they come from and acknowledge the fact that that's the stance they've got? Okay. Give them the freedom to have it because what this flies up against is... Most of the time, we just want our partner to go along with what we want. But yet at the same time, I want my partner to want to want to be there. Mm-hmm. Those two can't usually coexist. Okay. Because sometimes what my partner wants isn't what I want. True. <laughs> so, so this is how. Probably quite often. <laughs> fair enough. So this is how we need to start recognizing this is the growth drive wheel of committed relationships at play. Mm-hmm. Because if my partner was completely on board all the time, then it's this whole, well, that's not 
there's no conflict here. Mm -hmm. That's too easy. We don't, there's no challenge Mm -hmm. because these are the things I can either blame my partner because they keep pushing it or they keep wanting something I deem, they, they deem as disgusting or they keep being a prude or keep putting their, you know, a stake in the ground saying, absolutely not. Mm -hmm. Or I need to examine myself because the other side of the question is, what's my, what's the drive behind what I really want in this? And how much pleasure, and this is where I want to kind of get a little dark for a second. How much pleasure do I get in watching my partner be uncomfortable with something that it is I want? That's his question. Well, that's I'm not even asking her to, to be involved in it. Yeah, you are. Because you want to incorporate it in something you're doing together. Mm-hmm. It's different if you're off by yourself and even maybe if she knows, but there's an element of, I've seen this where a couple had a masturbation understanding that it was okay. But it was one of those where he left signals around all the time when he did. Almost like flaunting it. It was almost like weaponized. Interesting. Right? So then you have to ask the questions of what's the motivation behind leaving the remnants, if you will, that something happened? Hmm. You know, because that's a message. Mm-hmm. And typically deep down, you're getting something out of it. You're even maybe even getting off on it. Hmm. And that's the underbelly of this whole thing. Our sadistic side. True. Mm. So I'm seeing it as if I like pushing these things or if I like holding to something I've tried out and I'm not interested in doing, what's the benefit I get out of it by watching my partner squirm or be uncomfortable or be upset or be frustrated based on what they want? And it does not mean I give in, but it does mean I recognize the tension and I also see I get something out of this stance. You're making it sound by by that last statement, it makes it sound like everybody's being sadistic and, and mean, and that's not the case. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Let me let's go here oh, for a second. Well, you and I disagree on this. This is a gridlock issue. Perfect. So let's go here. This is from episode five fifty seven. Um, where we had the little sideline about food and sex okay. and how you spend your time with a meal and love. And we kind of got to talking about the differences in our desires. Higher desire, low right. desire, and so, it went into food prep. So yes. a, a, a listener emailed in. That she said, I enjoyed episode 557, and I had one follow-up comment. Pam said that she cooks meals that she believes Corey will enjoy. Isn't it true that Pam may also enjoy cooking meals that she enjoys And Corey vicariously enjoys her pleasure, maybe not all the time. I think that Pam may be motivated by her own pleasure, too, and that what she chooses to put on the menu. Thanks for your faithfulness. So it's just... Heck yes. Right. Yes. I said that I cook things that you like. I didn't say I do that every meal of the day. But there's also the times, because this is the flip, the times that you cook the things you want to cook... I don't vicariously enjoy watching you enjoy what you like eating. No, you don't. Right? (laughs) No. That's the tension that goes on in marriage. (laughs) And there is a cruelty on the other side of this. Whether And I don't want to get into if it's malicious. But there is an element of, I will do things 
that to watch my partner squirm or to watch them be uncomfortable or to kind of poke at them or, I mean, that's the normal marital sadism Schnarch talks about. Okay. That's the taking pleasure in other people's demise. That's, okay, let's go this last way. We're, we're going to run out of time. And so we're going to leave this dangling. I, I, <sighs> what do you got? I still don't think that it's, I do it to watch him squirm. Right. If we go back to the food analogy, you don't sit there and enjoy me watching. Okay. Let, let's let's go with this with Schadenfreude. Okay. Okay. Because that's the German word for taking pleasure in other people's pain or discomfort or struggle. Yes, because I, I so agree that, that that happens. People that watch the Super Bowl this past week. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are a Bengals fan or someone else in the AFC North, and you watched OBJ get hurt during the game. Did anybody cheer deep down? Was anybody like, oh, good. I don't like that guy. That's schadenfreude. You watch somebody. Like it, you you took pleasure over somebody getting hurt. Because it meant your team might have an upper leg. Correct. So the motivation is, oh, now we got a better chance to win. Great. He's out. No, the un- that's the underbelly we do not talk about near enough. I get that. Okay. That I, happens in marriage, but it I seems agree. icky. When we do it, when we talk about this in marriage, I agree. But just because I don't like doing something, doesn't mean I'm being sadistic. No, just because I cook food for myself, right? Or just because you don't take pleasure in watching me eat the food I make for myself, right? Doesn't mean you're being sadistic. No, not it. it that's where I, I want to take out maliciousness. I'm not right. It's not an intentional thing. But I do want to at least acknowledge it exists between us that there can be components to start exploring because then it helps us recognize, okay, how much is what I'm pushing or wanting to have done or not wanting to do, the other side of it matters. Because if my husband is constantly, but you did it once, let's do it again, and and I get reacting to that mm-hmm. versus no, I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. And I realize it's disappointing for you. That's kind of acknowledging both sides as best I can. Mm-hmm. While my job isn't to make it completely okay for them because he's not getting what he wants right? or for her because she's disgusted by what I want. Right. What I do with it matters. And do I push it or not matters. But I have to realize if I want a person to freely choose to be a part of the different things I do in marriage, whether it's eating or sex or mutual masturbation or any other thing that could be a kind of a pushing the envelope. Mm-hmm. I want somebody to, to choose to be a part of that, to be a willing, full-on participant of it, not just somebody accommodating to me. Because what we often do is I badger somebody into getting my way, and then I'm mad at them because they didn't want to do it in the first place. <laughs> right. That's the stuff that wreaks so much havoc in marriage. Or I give in and do it, and I'm mad at them because I gave in and did it mm-hmm. after I'd already told them. And no. I'm mad at myself because I gave in finally because they wore me down. And so that's where it becomes this whole idea of the bestness has to stand up to realize, I realize you're going to try to wear me down. That's fine. You're not going to. You're going to get tired mm-hmm. before I will. Mm-hmm. Allow the gridlock to happen because we're not. It's not going away. 
Mm-hmm. And so that's the whole point I wanted to make with this. And I think we're kind of getting, co- we got caught up in this whole idea of we should resolve these things. No, it's not going to be. I'm not saying resolve. I think I had an issue with it. Sounded like you were saying 100% of what we do here could, could potentially be is sadistic. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't think 100% of it is. No, I it's realize not 100%. I agree that there is, but... I don't want it to hang out there making it sound like 100% of it is. We're all just enjoying, we're just getting off on each other's No, pain. because I don't <laughs> think that's what it is. People right. truly want, I truly want to participate in this with you as my spouse. Mm-hmm. And doggone it, um, my spouse just didn't want it. How do we deal with this? Mm-hmm. Just because I want that or just because... I might follow through with something doesn't mean I am being statistic, but I sure need to look at what my motivations are. Need to understand. And and am I being that way? I do need to look at that to see how am I responding? Am I being that way? Am I really enjoying their pain and discomfort? And as, as a way to end all of this in, in this segment of the show, the couples that I have worked with or have recognized or have been a part of SMR for a long time and have really stuck with the process of developing within gridlock have found elegant solutions to said gridlocks. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean their gridlock goes away, but they approach it better. Mm-hmm. Their relationship to that aspect of their relationship gets better. Mm-hmm. It's not that they wore their partner down and got mm-hmm. what they want. It's they challenged who they are and how they are approaching it. Mm-hmm. That's what creates the possibilities of different and better. Yeah. And that's the deeper meaning of all of this. What's it? <laughs> I'm just laughing, Pam, because I'm thinking of the energy for around the show mm-hmm. um, for the last two segments of yeah. the regular. And then even somewhat the energy that happened in the extended content today. Yeah. And then the energy of Pico. Right. The dog. The dog. <laughs> when when we record these shows, sometimes she's the greatest dog in the entire world. And sometimes she likes to be on the air, too. Yes. And does. today, Pico says hi. Right. If you hear the dog, sorry. God. It's real life in the studio of SMR Nation. Right. right. Uh, because that's just what goes on when you have a lab. Oh. Well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. Um, we want to hear what was left undone because I got to assume some of the different topics we covered today, uh, we didn't get it all done for sure. And it maybe didn't come across as clean or clear as it needed to. So let us know. I feel like it was really high level and not specific in their situations. So, so then let's, let us, let's, let us know. Yeah, where we need to go deeper, that. give us the context to where we need to go deeper and we'll do it. 214 702 Feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. So wherever you are, whatever you've been doing to take some time out to spend it with us, we say thank you and jump in to get the scholarship. You got two weeks and we hope to see you in Indy. See you next time.